this week on Erotic Awakening, real leather, dom, tables, and dirty talking. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The Erotic Awakening podcast is grateful to the support of our patron community who receive ad-free early access to the podcast as well as other perks. So thank you to all of our supporters in our community like our new patrons, Craig, Unique, Missy, and Mr. B. So welcome to the community. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. I have to admit, and we try not to shove the whole patron thing down everybody's throat, but I have to admit, when somebody uh, supports us with $5 or something, it is it just kind of like makes our little day here at the old podcast studio. It gets all exciting. <laughs> uh, today on the podcast, we're going to be talking uh, about, we still have some fetishes. We are in the Ds. We'll get to that in a moment. And also mm-hmm. the idea of a Dom table, and we'll explain that in just a moment. Before we get there, though, uh, today on the podcast, we're very grateful to be joined by Master Tier. There are a variety of people that we run into that say, oh, I know about leather. I just had an art interesting conversation. <laughs> you this, I got that. <laughs> interesting conversation with somebody on, actually, of all things, one of the swinger groups. And he said, well, that's not how the old guard does it. So I said, Really? Well, who is this old guard you speak of? And we'll talk about that with Master Tier <laughs> and a variety of other things. First off, so Master Tier, thank you for being on the podcast tonight. Oh, you're very, very welcome. I'm happy to be here. Now, when we say, um, and I don't mean to imply that you're, uh, how, what's a nice way to say? You've been around for a bit. Yes. <laughs> when, when did you get involved yeah. in the leather, and I'm going to say leather community for now until we have that conversation. Sure. So, yeah, I've been yeah I've been around for I'm celebrating 40 years this year. So what does that actually mean that you've been around for 40 years? 40 years ago, did you wander into? And I will. I, <laughs> I want to picture this, yes. the beginning. And I want to, to for clarification's sake, for my own knowledge, you identify as a female human being. Is that true? Um, well, even though I'm female, I use male pronouns. Okay. So 40 years ago, you, regardless, have a female body, got involved in the leather community. And, and memory tells me, or what I've been told, that in itself is a little bit strange. Well, there's not meant very many of us around still. Um, whether, uh, you know, unfortunately, in the past two or three years, there have been many passings of uh you know those of us who have been around for a while but uh you know we're still there we're we're out there you you know we just kind of float uh in and out and you know we really don't turn around and say well we've been around forever all the time you know we we just uh enjoy the space that we're in and we live the moment so so take me back 40 years. You say you've been involved 40 years. What was what did that mean 40 years ago? Did it mean you ran it walked into a leather bar and said, "Hey, I'm here now." Or what? No, not really. <laughs> uh 40 years ago, uh I was uh, growing up uh I grew up on Long Island in New York City. So uh, I really didn't fit in with uh, a lot of my friends. And so there was just uh, one day a friend of mine, we turned around and said, hey, let's go get into Hellfire. Um, So 
after leaving the limelight, uh, and not very many people knew that in the back of the limelight, there was a door that led to a secret dungeon in the back of the limelight. So anyway, we kind of meander into Hellfire, not really knowing what we were doing or what we were expecting. You know, I was I was a hood. So, you know, one of those little street urchins. So we wandered in and, you know, we were welcomed with open arms. And uh, Michael and Master Jay were in there. And um, I turned around and when I kind of whispered, you know, I, I said, I'm really interested in this, but I have no idea what it's really about. Can you help me? Uh-huh. And at that point, that's when they started. That's when they took me under their wing. I guess they liked me. And um, little by little, they started mentoring me. And I was mentored for, with them for about five years. Um, I wasn't allowed. to. I started from the bottom. Literally. That's, that's what I was going to ask, because I know that's, yeah. you know, some leather tradition, you start as a submissive or as a bottom mm-hmm. before you can work yes. your way up. So as, I, as a bottom. Awesome. I started as a bottom, you know, the whole nine yards, the, the 501 jeans with a third button unbuttoned, you know, we flagged all the time in New York. <laughs> um, and the white T-shirt and I wasn't allowed a vest yet. And I had the uh, chain. Because we didn't have all those fancy collars that we have now. We had chain. So right. I had the chain locked around my neck. And um, to tell you a little, little story about when I, was, uh, when I was in training, I remember there was one day I was sitting in the living room. And the next thing I know is one of the masters, who happens to be gay, turns around and tells me to give him a blowjob. I turned around to him and said, sir, I'm gay. He said, so am I. Get busy. (laughs) And all it was, it wasn't a sexual thing. It was more of respect. Mm. It was more, you know, uh, you know, will you really obey me? Are you willing? That's the word willing to do what is necessary to become what you should be. And and it took me a long time. I kind of fought against it for a while uh, because I'm naturally dominant and being put into a submissive position was very difficult for me to handle, but I did it because <laughs> um, we've always thought that you needed to know what it was like on the other side. So you can better, if by the time I became uh, an owner of slaves, or a master of submissive, I knew what they were going through. And this way, it was, it was better, uh, a better uh, uh, way for me to understand and communicate. Because communication is the key. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm picturing this. This is kind of cool. <laughs> I, I- I'm, I'm a podcast host, but I'm, I'm stuttering because I have hundreds of questions now. And things to say. Let's start off right there, though. Do you still see that as important? Do you still believe that in today's modern age, it's important for leaders in power exchange relationships to be followers first? Um, I definitely think that um, there needs to be a component where they need to learn the other side. 
because how are you able to lead something you don't understand? So, so I have a question with that because um, I know for, for me, my thought is, is that Dan really, even if he was a bottom, even if he was a submissive for whatever length of time, I still don't know that he would understand what I'm going through because he's wired differently. Maybe, maybe the better word is empathize. Mm, okay. I think empathize, I'm, uh, that's a better word for it. So no, no, I, 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 under, I understand, you know, either, either word that you use, I know it's a, a popular opinion, at least traditionally. And I'm just curious. I've kind of fought against the idea of of thinking about Dan (laughs) being being a bottom. What happens is, is that it would not, uh, you know, like, let's say I took him under my wing and we were going to do, you know, do some training. Uh, You, Dawn, would have absolutely nothing to do with it. You would be out of the picture. Good. You would not be witness to it because that would really screw around with your head. Yeah. Um, you know, it's something that's done privately. Um, and I also, re- you know, and I have other uh, people that I recommend to, to mentor because I'm not the end all be all of it all. And, uh, and these are people that I trust that I had known throughout the years uh, to also have their input. So he would get more of a uh, well-rounded experience rather than a one-sided, lopsided, one-person kind of a thing. I, I actually kind of like the, the sound of that, in theory. <laughs> so, so Don and I have been around for a little while ourselves. We certainly don't have 40 years, but we've been around for a little while ourselves. And we certainly remember the days of, if you wanted to find out what was going on in the community, in, or in the nation, right, there's, you would, well, Let's see. Let's just fast forward it to at least when we have the Internet. Right. Bulletin oh, my God. I come from the days before the Internet. We actually had to meet face to face. I, you know, I, you know, I call it um, um, uh, B.I.E. before Internet. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I am not, you know, I remember the boom. Uh, when the internet hit, and that is when most of my, the heterosexuals started mm-hmm. coming into it, uh, and that was back in the nineties. Yeah, um, and it was like a free for all. I mean, all we had was text. We didn't have any pictures. We didn't have any music. All it was was text, and there were a thousand different message boards. And um, if you were lucky enough to find somebody who had the link. To all the message boards. Uh, this way, you can communicate around the country. Otherwise, you were stuck in your little local community of what you know, what your bar was putting up or what your club was putting up. Um, but that's but um, the uh, what we have as a uh, lesbian, as a gay woman, uh, when the um, uh, some of the het scene uh, wasn't very welcoming to to the gay scene, um, and there were others that were very welcome. Um, it really all depended on you know you had to test the waters all the time. 
Uh, and the internet, you would always, there was a lot of false information flying around. There was a lot of uh, crazy fantasies going around. And, you know, people, uh, for example, I went to a, a conference in Atlanta and there was this gal that she wanted this particular fantasy that she's been thinking about. And she typed it all online and she thought it was going to be wonderful. And I kept telling her the fantasy is not the same as reality. <laughs> she didn't believe me. <laughs> Afterwards, she believed me. But um, no, the Internet. It's. You know, it had it had it's it's fits and spurts in the beginning and now it's like totally exploded mm-hmm. you know where we now have not just the national community but the international community do you think that the if you were in charge right you get to be in charge <laughs> do you think that the at some point in my understanding at least from an event one of the event producer one of the contest events i talked to said that they were parts of welcoming and bringing in the het community into these leather places so that the commu- so we could can grow right yeah. so that the, do you feel now if i put you in charge would you say you know what adding the het community didn't really benefit the rest of us it actually is a disservice to the rest of us go do het things well you see there's there's two trains of thought with that uh, i personally and welcoming to everybody, okay? As long as uh, you are uh, uh, respectful and you know what you're doing and you're friendly, come on in. Uh, unfortunately, there are uh, people on, in both the gay and het community that are what I would like to call a separatist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody want you know everybody wants to have their own space, and everybody's entitled to their own space. Um, you know, I would sit there if I had a if I was running a dungeon, I would have um, you know a, a everybody night, and then I would have a gay night, and I would have a het night, and you know, so everybody would have their space. You know, funny enough is that we used to run a dungeon for five years. Mm-hmm. We had to we had to close it when COVID happened. And we tried. I mean, Dan and I are, are part of the, the leather community mostly. I mean, I consider myself leather, but a lot of our leather community meets in bars. And we also have the, the leather gay community. This was in Columbus, Ohio. And we tried to get them to the dungeon. And they would come to Kinky and Geeky, which was our board game night <laughs> with the dungeon in the back. But we could not get them there for parties. And it was the it was odd. We, we kept trying. And and it's not that anything political was there. There, wasn't yeah, there was no bad there was blood no or anything. Drama. No. No, what, uh, what happens is, is that um, in the gay community, we've been burned so many times. Mm. You know, we've been told, yeah, come on in and everything and everything is going to be hunky dory and, you know, rainbows and roses. And then we get there and we get these rules imposed on us. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do the other thing. And then we're like, well, then why are we here? Um, We've been invited to parties um, and we've been ignored. Uh, 
I've gone to women's parties and I've been completely ignored. I was just like, this is, <laughs> why am I here? Right. You know, because the, everyone, you know, forms their little cliques and, you know, they do their own thing. And like I said, the gay community, we've been burned a lot of times. And what a lot of people tend to forget is that if it wasn't for us, you know, you know, uh, uh, homosexuals are, you know, my gays and lesbians, there would be no leather anything. Right. Be- you know, because we kind of started it. Well, actually, gay men kind of started it back in the 40s. But that's another thing. <laughs> so let me ask you this question. This is probably one of the most common questions. And I started off talking about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to make it even as simple as true or false. The old guard never existed. True. Okay. I, I and I know a variety of, of age. Yeah. No, a variety of aged, older leather folk who hate the idea. I do not want to be called old guard. I don't even no, want to be called that old. Reminds us of our age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happens is is that the old guard is a term that uh, was brought up in the in the mid nineties. You know for people to try to explain those of us who have come before them. You know, I did a class with another master uh, also in Atlanta, and our class was called Old Guard, New Guard, and Right Guard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, We, uh, you know, personally, um, you know, I don't mind somebody saying, well, you know, you're an elder. Well, yeah, I am. You know, both in term, you know, length of of time I've been in the lifestyle, and you know, my present age, which I can't believe I am. Um, but you know, I don't mind elder, but old guard. It, there is an old guard. I will stand correct. There is an old guard. However, it it they it is a unit in the army that is stationed in Washington D.C that happens to guard the tomb of the unknown soldier. Okay. They so are that's the, color the real guard. old guard. That's the real old guard. So no, I will I will not liken myself to those those fine gentlemen and women who serve. Excellent. Hang out with us for just another moment. Uh, we normally only do an interview for 10, 15 minutes, but we're not done with you yet. Can you oh, hang okay. out with us for a little longer? <laughs> Absolutely. Don, if I do end up going to uh, one, like perhaps Southwest Leather event or perhaps any of the other events, mm-hmm. how would you know I left? How would you, how would I know you left? You would know because you would look <laughs> at the Erotic Awakening newsletter, which is where we list the events, book news and discounts for our stuff as, and all kinds of stuff. And that's where people can get their EA shout out. Like, like Unique from Arizona. And Jessica from California. Head over to NeuroticWeeking.com and subscribe today. Nice. So, enough of that bullshit. <laughs> um, over the past two years, and depending on when you listen to this podcast, the, the pandemic we're currently talking about is COVID. The way we've handled this one, I expect another pandemic. <laughs> um, because there's people lining up. Oh, zombies? I demand the right to be bit by a zombie. But that's not important now. What do you think the... You like that one? I do like that one. Um, 
how has two years of no events and I don't know, I'm not going to say there, there's been no events, right? But there's certainly the title contest events, the major um, regional. regional events, to my knowledge, none of them have happened, as well as a lot of bar events got impacted. Mm -hmm. So for two years, the leather community has almost been forced to be, to switch to an online presence, a, if anything at all. What do you think mm -hmm. coming back to the time of dungeons, the time of uh, three-day events, what's that going to look like? Do you think people are even going to be bothered to go anymore? Are they like, you know what, I haven't done it for three years. I can live without it now. Well, what happens is, is um, you know, being uh, I was the, um, the coordinator of the Scar Social Group Southwest, um, you know, we canceled it. Uh, this year because the COVID numbers in Maricopa County were astronomical and we didn't want to have anybody get sick. Uh, however, there was um, a lot of registration. And when I asked, they were like, we have been cooped up and we, we need to, you know, have our kink back. Mm. And, um, you know, a lot of people are apprehensive because of COVID. I mean, personally, I lost my father in November from COVID. Yes, he was vaccinated, so no one can get mad. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we, they, I, I felt from the community that they, they wanted to um, get back. You know, they can't make up for lost time, but they miss, everybody misses each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because basically, a lot of people, you know, everybody knows everybody eventually, you know, and we miss each other. You know, I, um, because uh, um, this uh, last convention um, that we canceled, I mean, it was, I mean, a friend of mine, um, I don't know if you know or Miss Martha, Miss Martha. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh, she's a, I just yeah. I just talked with her a couple of months ago, actually. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's a good friend. She's a good friend of mine, and, and nice. she sent me out new leathers for the conference. And then I'd let her know that um, uh, the conference was canceled. She goes, "Don't worry about it. You'll do. You know, you'll you'll make the leathers proud." And I'm like, "Oh, well, thank you." <laughs> but like I said, we everybody misses everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and because whether we like to say it or not, we're social creatures. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so would you, um, I mean, I know we say leather community mm -hmm. and some people say, no, we're not really community. H how would you consider that? Would you consider the leather? I don't even know what word to use besides community. Would you consider us a community? I mean, most of yes. us do go to I, events and, and see each other. Yeah. Um, one of the words that I like to use is tribe. Mm -hmm. We are a tribe. Um, you know, uh, community means so, so many different things, but yes, we are a community, whether we want to admit it or not, you know, uh, you know, you get, you know, two people together, you can form a community, you know, uh, so the size really doesn't matter. The location doesn't really matter. We're all of like mind. 
And if you're like mine, then you're part of the tribe. So what would you say? So let's run this scenario real quickly. If I go to um, South Plains, right? Mm -hmm. I show up on Friday. I register. Uh, go to the dungeon party Friday night. Go to classes all day Saturday. Mm -hmm. Go to dungeon party Saturday night. Go to some classes Sunday. Go the hell home. Mm -hmm. If I go to whatever kink event, right? Yeah. Same scenario. Show up Friday. The only the, the big difference between the two is one the leather event has a contest. The kink event nowadays, like we go to kink events, sometimes they have contests. They're tongue in cheek contents. They're not like read uh, national or anything, but they have little cutie contests, right? What do you? What is the real difference between those two events and the people and the energy of those events? How, if you can. How would you verbalize that? Well, uh, as I was the co-producer of the uh, uh, Arizona Leather Bear, uh, a Mama Bear and Cub contest. Uh, yes, we did have a contest, but we didn't have any dungeon events or anything like that. It wasn't, you know, and as a matter of fact, one of our leather daddy bears became um, American Leatherman. Nice. I'm still proud of him, but, um, you know, we, we did all sorts of things and, um, and then, you know, with our kink events, um, they're more, if they have a contest, it's more of a, you know, stand and show, Mm -hmm. You know, and with le with a leather contest, there's usually a component of community service. Right. You know, depending on whatever they whatever their platform is, um, and they travel and they educate. Uh, whereas the kink events usually it's like stand and look pretty. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I will say it's really funny when people ask me you know, what's the difference between the two events? It's really hard to, for me to verbalize until you're there. Mm. Um, the, and we actually have a, a, our example that we normally use is we went to a kink event and I got my car stuck, you know, in a ditch. And I went back in the event and I said, damn, my car stuck in a bit in a ditch. And they're like, oh, that sucks. But we're on the way to dungeon. I had a very similar oh. thing happen at one of the regional leather, leather events. And Holy cow. They, they, um, we bent they, over backwards. Absolutely. They took, it was a problem with our car. I had run over a rug on the way to Indianapolis. <laughs> there was rug coming out from our, you know, the axle behind the car. And mm -hmm. someone's like, you know what? I've got a shop around the corner. Let me take yeah. your slave and have the slave That's drive it over. And <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> here we go. And I really hope I don't piss off a lot of people. But then again, I was taught if you don't piss somebody off, you're not doing it right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, people who are leather, I'm talking real leather, that believe in the debt, that live the tenets and the codes like I do. We have uh, an obligation to um, our feather fellow leather men and leather women. Okay. We're a family. Uh, whereas a kink event, it's basically about sex. 
Okay. That's all it is. It's sex, you know, a little slap and tickle, you know, little, 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 ooh, we're going to do a little kinky thing to get our rocks off with leather. Um, it really is not about sex. Um, what we, we do what we do for a reason. Um, yes, sex is involved. However, um, the way we do things, it's, you know, we're outlaws, mm. plain and simple. Yeah, I like you that. You know, because um, in several states, it's still illegal to do what we do. And in all states, believe it or not, uh, I uh, was speaking with uh, Susan Wright from the uh, NCSF. Um, yeah, uh, NCSF. And it is still illegal. You cannot consent to abuse. And there have been times when cops have been called and you have to say, officer, we're role playing. Right. You can't say I'm beating the crap out of her because she likes, you know. Live action role play to the extreme. <laughs> <laughs> we're LARPing. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the leather community, you know, we are our tribe. We look out for each other mm-hmm. because, you know, the the straight community and, and general gay community, the leather community is the tribe is completely separate. And even the you know the what we call normal people or something like that, um, they kind of go, "You do what?" <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so that's why we take care of each other. Yeah, I, and cool. I tell you that is. Actually, I thought you were going to tell the story about Dan and I had not gotten to a leather event yet, right? Mm-hmm. So this is years and years and years ago. And we had done kink events. We had presented at kink events. We hadn't actually gotten to a leather event. And someone in the kink community said, you know what? You're going to find it so boring. And we went and we're like, oh, home. This is, this is not boring. It just speaks to people differently, right? Mm-hmm. And it exactly. spoke to our heart and we're like, I think this is where we belong. And, and it's just a different energy that is hard to, like Dan said, it's hard to vocalize. Yep. You have mm-hmm. to go and experience and see if it. Yep. Yeah. So one more question for you, if you don't mind. Sure. Somebody's listening to the podcast. They're like, wow, this sounds like what I need in my life. This sounds like what I want to get into. How do I get into this leather thing? Oh, okay. Well, uh, depending on where you live, because there's a lot of areas that don't have leather bars or dungeons or anything like that, you have to, of course, go to the internet. Uh, I would suggest FetLife, where you can, uh, there's all sorts of groups that you can peruse at your, at your leisure. And um, you feel, you know, you can ask questions. Uh, yes, you get some snarky remarks, but there are a lot of people out there that are willing to help and offer good advice. Uh, you can also find out if there's an you know event or a leather bar or a dungeon you know within a two mile you know two hour radius. That's usually the limit because no one wants to drive more than two hours. Believe right. me. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you're able to find out things like that. Uh, some people have house parties that you can get invited to. Um, 
you know, if you are going to meet somebody you find on Fet, like FetLife that says, you know, let's go to wherever, meet them in a public place. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to, you know, you still have to remember your own safety just because we're, you know, we're leather there, you know, some people claim things that they're not. So you always have to be careful. Um, Sometimes if you can, you know, you might be able to bring a friend. So you feel more comfortable, but uh, usually we are very, you know, we'll open up our homes and say, come on in. Nice. Very cool. Pretty much appreciate your time with us tonight. Hang out with us for just another moment uh, while we wrap this thing up. If people want to get a hold of you, perhaps mm-hmm. have you teach a class on right guard and such, how do they reach out? <laughs> how do they get a hold of you? Uh, they can reach me on FetLife under daddy underscore tier uh, on FetLife. That's the best way to reach me there. Um, uh, and I'll give you my email that way. Good deal. Okay. Awesome. All right. Hang out with us for just another moment or two. Don recently um, on the podcast or on in the real life. Last night, as a matter of fact, you hosted a submissive roundtable. You've been doing that for a number of years now. Oh, my gosh. I've been doing that since I ran the room, which was before the space. And COVID's been two years. So two, five, three, five, six, seven, ten years. Somebody said on our Discord channel, why don't you have a dominance roundtable? And I said, well, I don't know, Dan. Why don't you have a dominance roundtable? Well, I don't know either. <laughs> I, I guess I'm going to do that. Do you do you run one now, Messeteer? Yes. Yes, oh, I did. Awesome. Yes, Fantastic. I did. Yeah, and I have cookies, so nice. Uh, <laughs> I bring uh, cookies. that one. Um, we may well do. I may well do something as well online, online. for our uh, patrons, patrons, and or actually just for any any of our listeners. So keep an eye out or an ear out for that one. I guess that makes more sense. Uh, Don, I have three more fetishes. We are still Ooh. in the D's. Uh, Master Tier, would you be willing to talk about one of these fetishes? Absolutely. All right. We're going to ask you if you are either tried it, interested in it, ever heard of it. Uh, <laughs> would you like to talk about one, two, or three? I'll take all three. No. I'll be the masochist <laughs> for the night. <laughs> you only have to do one. I have to make Don do one. All righty. Pick one. Um. Have you ever been involved, tried, or do you enjoy dirty talking? Yes, uh, yes, and yes. <laughs> Damn, just like that. Dirty talk does it for you, huh? <laughs> oh, come on. Everybody think, wants to hear you're my bitch. Giving or receiving? <laughs> How about receiving? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, if they turn around and tell me fuck you, forget it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> See, and dirty talk is a little hard for me because of my shyness. It's when it gets, you t- you've taught me very well that when things start screaming in my head, I need to vocalize them. Mm-hmm. So I have learned to do that because before Dan, I had to be very quiet because we had kids in the house. So that's how I learned how to play was quiet. So I never vocalized. And it would have freaked the vanilla husband out if I sure. vocalized what was in my head. So now that's what I do. If it's screaming in my head, fuck me, fuck me, I'm going to vocalize it. Oh, I'll take that. I'll listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I will say that the last dirty thing I said to Dawn 
Was this yesterday? <laughs> no. Did I, what did I say no, yesterday? you just pointed yesterday because you were on a business call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hope my coworkers aren't listening. <laughs> yeah, I was really enthusiastic about that project. That's what it was. No, it was a, about two weeks ago, I think. You were getting ready to go out on a date. Mm-hmm. And I said, I hope this oh. cock is so big that it hurts you. You did. <laughs> that was I hot. thought about that later. <laughs> and I said, wait, <laughs> do I really want that? <laughs> I mean, I don't mind that it hurts you, but do I really want? Oh, he was so much bigger than you, Dan. I don't <laughs> know if I could have. Let's move on. Dog two or three. Don't look. Don't cheat. Oh, I'm not looking. Uh, two. All right. How do you feel about Dorophilia? Dorophilia. Doors? No, no, it's not about doors and it's not about that fish either. Uh, It's the the little Spanish girl with the backpack. (laughs) Backpack. Oh, la la. (laughs) Actually, dorophilia is playing with skin, leather, or fur. Huh. This is a new one to me. Playing Mm. with skin, leather, or fur. Well, leather would definitely fall into that. Now, would I consider that a fetish of mine no but i do love the smell of leather so if that counts in there then yes when i open up the door to arcane's workshop or his basement and all i smell is leather our leather candle man those are little mm-hmm. anchors that make me think i'm getting my ass whooped and and, and i'm good with that <laughs> master Tier, any opinion on dorophilia absolutely um i have uh, this really cool vampire glove. It's more mm-hmm. like a mitten. And of course, I have my tacks on one side, but I can flip it around and it is yeah. soft rabbit fur. Oh, yeah. You know, for contrast. So sometimes, you know, if they're not really a, a pain slut, you know, uh, it, uh, things like fur. Uh, I have, a, you know, horsehair ploggers that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they give different sensations. And some people are into sensation play. And the different t- the different textures, feels and smells of different kinds of textiles, right, right, know, are uh, are amazing when you sit there and just do sensation play. So it's a very tactile thing. You've got those floggers that you had made at Dark Odyssey that oh, has yeah, the fur yeah. on one side, the alligator skin on the other side, and oh yeah, that's I like All that right, whole which idea. One's mine? Okay, so yours is is number three. Which is, oh, I should have got this one. Double penetration. And I'm just going to leave it at that because that's two holes out of two or three. So (laughs) So, (laughs) doing or receiving your choice. (laughs) To my knowledge, I am not a fan of receiving. Mm -hmm. I can't say I've tried it, but I don't know that I do not. I do not currently, when I am self-pleasuring, think about being penetrated. Okay. Uh, Would I do it with you? What have I said for years? What have you said for years? About me doing double penetration with you. That you're, you're probably not interested. I've changed my mind. Have you now? Yeah. I got someone lined up. That was quick. <laughs> well, you just keep them in right the pockets. He's an hour and a half away. You just keep somebody in your sidebar <laughs> yeah. just, just in case he ever says yes. I need to have Boom, a... done because wow. that's my opinion. You know, that's been the top of my fantasy list for a long time. Absolutely. And you were going to help me... Um, put that into fruition one time for my birthday and then gave it some thought. And you're like, you know, I'm still not interested in Mm -hmm. it. So if things have changed, we need to talk. 
oddly but it's enough, not something I would push you into. I, I just think, I don't know why, but oddly enough, I've been thinking more about it and it, not that per se, mm-hmm. but I just don't, I'm not attached one way or the other. Like, yeah, let's try everything. Mm-hmm. Cool. Any, any opinion, Master Tier? <laughs> sure. Um, receiving? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big no. Mm-mm. No. Uh, but there's a there's a reason for that it's because of my accident. Um, I'm a partial. I'm a I'm a I'm a paraplegic. So basically, I have no sensation from the hips down. So I guess you could say my pussy's broken. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but giving every chance I get. <laughs> Sounds over I here. I like that whole idea. Yes. <laughs> Very cool. So. Other I guess we thought, need a date, Don. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. All right, and that thought, I think that just about wraps it up. I don't think anyone has sent you any tentacles on boobs. Yes, they did, actually. Well, you mixed up the two. Yours is food on boobs and mine's tentacle sex. But someone did send an octopus on boobs. So that does combine <laughs> the two. Go. So Basanos um, on our Discord channel. So we do have a not safe for work picture channel for our patrons and a scent. It was a beautiful picture. And if I can, I think they were kneeling in a shower and leaning back with a thong on. And and I just love, I love nudity, but I love partial nudity even more. It's just very sexy. Mm-hmm. And the, the octopus was laying on their chest. And I'm not always into, I like tentacle sex. I'm not always like into octopus and, and things like that, but this was really artistically done and it was really cool. So, and I always love when people send me pictures. Speaking of pictures. Oh, I, oh, 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 and it was, yes. and it was a friend of theirs, which made it even oh, extra hot. Yeah, that is kind of, that is super cool. Yeah. I will have to say, um, I don't really enjoy porn anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it any less. No, that's not true. <laughs> But what I what I do enjoy is actual human beings mm-hmm. that oh I either I know this person or this person is just posting it for this little itty bitty group yeah you know something like that it's more just personal exactly it's more personal um, I dig and I appreciate and I am all for people making money off of their OnlyFans sites and some of them are kind of cool. Um, but it's impersonal to me. I think that's why you liked food on boobs to start with is because it was people sending you personal pictures and stuff. I mean, they're still hot regardless, but when people are doing it like in their hotel room and saying, Hey Dan, come have breakfast. And then it's breakfast on their boobs. Right. <laughs> has happened at a leather event. Thank you for community service. <laughs> that was an awesome breakfast. No, you know what? I, I saw a picture of the other day. What's that? I don't know. But if I was on the Instagram, I would find the picture of the day as erotic awakening. That was the worst segue ever, <laughs> ever. For but, Instagram. I have been putting pictures out again. And I've got one lined up for Saturday for sexy picture Saturday. Because we keep saying we don't put our sexy pictures out there. No particular reason. Just, I guess we just haven't been taking pictures. I'm getting ready to send a picture of our view from the fine RV site that we are on. Oh, nice, nice. So there will be pictures of the RV site, of the dog, of our food, of the triking trips, of, yes, a lot of stuff. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Ah!
Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us as Dane and Dawn at the Twitter or FetLife. And we're Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Use the links from the Erotic Awakening website for Facebook or Discord. Or just email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. Bye, Master Tear. Bye, Master Tear. See ya. Ha, 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 ha.